You're listening to Opening Up the Windows, the podcast where I, Helen Burke, will air it out each week in an attempt to inspire you to understand the past, live with the present, and come alive for the future. So hi, um, I'm Helen Burke or the HBIC, um, and this is opening up the windows. Um, this is episode one, and basically, I just want to say, um, this escaped me. I plan to do this at the beginning of the year. January ran by, February ran by. Actually, yesterday night, this was supposed to launch, but once again. Um, my procrastination or my hesitation rather, um, got the better of me because I've been hesitating to actually start because of fear of what to expect when I started. And basically I just wanted to, I guess, come on here for the first time and let you know exactly what this was born from. And, um, let's see where this actually takes us because, um, it's been a long journey um, up to this point, and it's been an interesting one that I'll actually have to unravel a little bit. Hopefully you can help me unravel it and we can get somewhere with it. But to start off, 2020, I know I shouldn't start there because that was the year that everything broke or what I thought was broke at the time. And, uh, I had just lost a job at a place that I actually did not like for six years. And you say, why would you stay at a place that you did not like for six years? You know, um, probably for the same reason why I just never launched this podcast on time. Uh, you know, fear of not knowing, you know, not knowing what to expect, not knowing how it will be received, not knowing where I'm going, not knowing how this will turn out. Um, I did have some other factors in play during those six years, though. My kids, who I felt I needed to be stable for in order for them to thrive um, at the moment. And um, that's another story for another day. But back to 2020 when I lost this job at first I was rather peeved I was peeved I was how dare they let me go because I put in so many years of trying to make them recognize my person there the three jobs that I fulfilled even though I was being paid less than people who did one job and rarely did that one job as well as I did (laughs) um It was a twisted situation, but after a while, after a few months of um, being jobless at that time, I had to thank myself for small mercies. I mean, at the time I was thinking 2020 was pushing me off the ledge that I failed to to just leap off of, you know? And um, at that time I decided, hey, I'm going to Uh, By the end of the year, I had gotten started with um, trying to do some self-learning so I could get a personal training um, certificate. Um, 
Well, just let me let you know there. I'm still working on that. Hopefully we'll take that test within the next month. That's part of my plan to not hesitate and just do. But got a job by the end of the year and I was quite happy for one reason or another to be back in a working situation. Um, it was kind of bittersweet because I was like, I thought you didn't want to work for somebody else. I thought you wanted to be on your own, but 2020 never provided that space to feel safe to jump off of because nobody was meeting anybody. Nobody was out and about. I tried to bring people together in my apartment complex that never turned out. Um, so I just figured being another job situation would bring some stability back to this really, you know, mixed up period in time of 2020 for most of us. And um, I get back into this job situation and basically I will say for the most part this job and it was a small accounting firm from another state and they did make me feel like I had missed out on the best work dynamic situation ever. And we were actually virtual, you know, but I felt valued. I felt like they really respected people. The, the leader and the CEO of the company at the time really took uh, interest in trying to promote, you know, personal you know, boundaries with regard to work and having your best life and living your best life by doing your, doing the most that you could do at your job and then taking care of your personal life and inspiring and encouraging us through meetings and ignition meetings. And I valued that. And, um, I thought that I would do really well there and, you know, <laughs> So that was the end of the year in 2020. I was really happy to get this new job. And then 2021 starts up and I'm still excited about trying to make it go at this one job. And well, 2021 had all kinds of extracurricular things to to deal with. It was like, hey, it was the best hold your hold my beer moment that had ever happened to me in my whole entire life, you know? And um, three months in, maybe two months in, I had, you know, one night I was going to bed or whatnot, and um, I happened to put my hand over my chest and felt this place. And I was like, well, what is that, you know? and. I truly thought I had bumped myself with a, a dumbbell, you know, and I was like, oh, you just caught yourself one good time and, you know, it's it's just a spot and it's going to heal up. And so it didn't go away after a couple of weeks and I had gone to the doctor. I finally made an appointment because 2020, I couldn't go see the doctor. So I was making all of these appointments now that my insurance was good, getting my checkups. I had... Uh, kind of a hip issue that I was trying to get squared away in 2020, but lost my job. So all of these things were being set in motion due to this new job. And I finally got to this appointment and I saw my, you know, um, specialist at the time. And she was like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. We need to really go get seen about that. Like right now, like make an appointment right now. I'm actually going to set you up. 
and so you can bypass and get through the system and get that checked out and at the time I was just like what (laughs) what are we all concerned about and I gone for the MRI biopsy I don't think it was a biopsy at the time I think it was just a a check to see what it was and um, I sat in the office after the mammogram I particular special mammogram I guess it's a blur now because it really was a blur when it started happening and she set me in a back office which was my first indicator that oh wow I've never gotten set in an office before I've sat in the 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 office where we did the examination and waited but I've never been placed in a different room to speak to you know a doctor and I was like okay but don't panic because it's still not panic worthy that's not what I do and she comes in nearly 30 minutes later and I was like wow okay (laughs) all right 30 minutes okay they're really busy she comes into the office and she says hey I'd like to really discuss this with you and what we've seen and we're probably going to get a couple more images before you leave but I would like to tell you that we're dealing with breast cancer and um, I don't think it even set in that day it didn't set in that day because I just never felt it would be me and I know hey my my grandmother had dealt with it my my dad's grandma my dad's mother had died of pancreatic cancer my dad had colon cancer you know so I knew it ran the family but I was just like you know what life okay I've had my share of fuckery <laughs> but this okay come on now come on I mean I am due for some auspicious guys some good stuff some good juju not this one you know and it took a minute to absorb all the information that she was given I don't think I even absorbed it I think I just listened to it it bounced in many different places in my brain and then I went home and then I really started grappling with the fact that I just been told that I had breast cancer and that wasn't me I was healthy I was doing things I was skating I was lifting weights I was still being active even though 2020 was a a weird period I was just hoping to work through that you know I was still hopeful that okay 2020 is gonna end and we're gonna be okay just keep moving just keep you know working through this I mean movement had been the determinant, the the one thing that had defined my life for, I'm going to say, five to six years. Because it's what had given me some of the power I had in my life, you know? Um, I mean, when I think about movement and whatnot, it was a matter of, you know, I was at a place in my life, probably, I'm going to say... If I have to really think about it, I'm going to say 2015, I had found a really great place to work out at. 
And um, it came at a point in my life where I was in a relationship where somebody really, truly never showed me any respect, any love. Um, And I was done trying to prove that I was worthy to them. And I picked up at this gym and I started, it was, it was a family type of environment, but I learned to kick my family's butt in this class, you know, kickboxing and other stuff. I mean, I had done it before, but I mean, this young lady and the people here just gave me a space to really grow and really find myself. And I learned to love myself and work on myself and in a period of time where my life felt so stagnant, this was the one thing that I could control, you know, my own health, my own well-being, being stronger, being, it just was the metaphor for my life. I was no longer going to be stagnant. I was no longer going to, you know, try and prove I was worthy to somebody else. I was going to prove that I was worthy to myself. And I was going to work hard and you know that gym I did lose that gym at one point in time still sad about it I spoke to somebody the other day about it and um found another gym started into CrossFit and it was like a bet at the time that I couldn't do it because I heard all these things about CrossFit and you know those things kind of drove me in life oh you bet I can't do it. So I'm going to do it, you know, but I really found myself loving that environment and pushing myself to work hard. And, um, basically I chiseled a new self for me, you know, and it was something that I accomplished that I really liked to do because this was no, this was nothing that somebody could tell me no to, you know, the many times that I had gone out in life and said, Hey, this is a great idea. Can I get backing? Can I get funding? Can I, you know, Hey, I would like to, um, try and bring this program to our job space or, Hey, this is a really good, you know, idea. Can we do it? And every single time I was told, no, I was told that nothing that I thought about, nothing that I was doing was worthy in my personal life, in my work life. And I felt like nothing was within my control, but this, I found it. It was, I controlled it. I controlled my strength, what I represented to other people. And it defined me to a certain point until 2020. It did. You know, I had gotten into roller derby in 2018 and it was just this really great thing to get into and, and show showcase my my ability to learn and to accomplish different movements i mean that represented a whole different period in my time which i'll explain that too but by the time 2021 came around you know (laughs) and that diagnosis i again felt like i was not in control of my life anymore What I had built for myself was no longer there. I was no longer strong. It represented I would become weak. I would have to do chemo. I would have to do all of these things that would make my body weak once again. And it felt like I, it felt like I was cheated. I felt it was truly disrespectful because I thought I was doing what life wanted me to do to find myself, to, to improve myself, to, you know, get on with life. And then 
you trip and you stumble again and you like what the whole fuck what the whole fuck is this i mean this is truly disrespectful you know and by 420 i got a formal diagnosis that this is what it is and started meeting with oncologists and this is what you're going to have to do this is our plan of action this is when we're going to have surgery this is you know it was just a whirlwind of uh, a firestorm of appointments and things to remember and oh my god you're going to have your boob chopped off and then you're going to have to go through chemo for seven months and then you're going to you know have to do this treatment for so many months after which i'm still in but you know <laughs> something else once controlled my life and i was not here for it and so i was actually in this really active state where everything was moving 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 and then when this happened everything went slow-mo i mean like those those actual pictures you could actually picture life just slowing down to the point where it, it was just everything was slow-mo <laughs> everything was unreal everything was this is not happening you know and i'd always been a person where i try and do some retrospection some introspections and really look at things in life and what they mean and while i didn't want to know what this meant i didn't want to look at this i was like no this is not something that's going to control my life i'm not going to think about it i'm not going to talk about it i'm not none of this is my reality you know be fighting once again that's what i learned to do best was to fight things to to you know battle against things because life had given me many a different you know limit and i'm like i'm not failing i'm not going to i'm not going to lose this so keep trying me i'm still going to win you know that was my attitude with regard to life and this was the one too you know you're not going to own my life i'm not going to talk about it. it's not going to be the center point to my life and while i denied it i went into certain states of depression because after you get through certain treatments and chemo it becomes real it becomes real real fast you know and um it made me really sit back and think about this life and what i was doing and was was my movement really movement or was my movements Hmm, how do I put this in vain you know was it quality movement was it movement with direction you know yeah I could move but was I I was literally spinning my wheels I was skating every day I was doing these things but my wheels were just spinning and they weren't really going anywhere I didn't have any direction with it I just knew I wanted to move I just knew I wanted to be active I wanted to people to see me active and and doing things but was that motion quality and so cancer slowed that whole process down and made me rethink and life has a way of making you pay attention and impart you know 
I don't know how I can really explain it. Um, so in paying attention to um, things, uh, it made me really look at myself once again. You know, um, what will you do with your life? Um, are you going to continuously just move for yourself? Will you move for others? Will you, what is that movement going to be about for the rest of your life? Because you're entering a new phase and I didn't know exactly what that new phase would look like. I'm still figuring it out, but I was definitely entering a new phase of life post-chemo, post-diagnosis, um, entering survivorship, that type of thing. And what would I do? And so as I came out of the, the last rounds of chemo, um, I had plenty of friends that knew who I was prior to, you know, what I was used to doing. And they tried to spur me into coming back and getting back active and, and I valued that because you know that's what you're supposed to do for those friends that you know have those really hard periods in time encourage them to to get back you know get back at it but I noticed that there was one thing if I had to go back to a period in time when this actually first happened you know I'd actually have to say everybody that I actually told when I decided to come out because at first I wasn't going to tell anybody. I mean, I wasn't even going to tell my kids, but then I was like, you know what? They're going to figure something out and then they're going to be mad because I didn't tell them. What if something really drastic happens? That would be unfair to them, you know? Um, and so when I started telling people, you know, the one thing that I never wanted to hear again, that I, I, I probably still don't want to hear ever again. <laughs> You're so strong. You're going to make it. Oh my God. You are so strong. Oh my God, Helen. Oh, that's my derby name. Oh my God, Michelle. You're such a strong woman. You've made it through all of these things. This is, this is nothing. You got this, you know? And for once in my whole entire life, did I want to hear, you don't have to be strong. It's okay. This is tough. This is rough. This is fucked up. Hey, here's my shoulder. Hey, here's my lap. Hey, just cry. You don't have to be strong. never heard that in my whole entire life like my life has been built on you're just gonna have to tough it out you're just gonna have to be stronger than that you're just gonna have to deal with it you know I I think I mean Fragility, and this is the term for today, was something that was never for me. 
you know nobody allowed me that space nobody allowed me that space in my personal life i never felt you know able to be someone to take care of or to um be delicate or i mean and yeah i did build that persona you know what i'm saying because it protected me you know it made me you know for whatever reason or for different situations it made me able to get through it you know but i forced i was forced to give up a piece of myself that i didn't think that i had available to me since i'm gonna say three four years old and i can remember back that far you know you just learn to suck it up and deal with it you know and i didn't want to just deal with it and post chemo treatment or whatever you know people would say hey come back out come do these things and i i'm serious where prior to chemo you couldn't get me not picking up uh weight <laughs> you couldn't get me not putting on a skate you couldn't get me not doing something active riding my bike things of that nature i was just gonna do it <sighs> during chemo post chemo i didn't even want to pick up a weight I had weights in the house, I had my kettlebell, I had my stuff. I would not do it. I mean, granted, there were some things physically post-chemo because of treatment that made it so that I didn't really want to. But mentally, I had didn't want it. I didn't want to be back, you know? I didn't want to be back to that state of... not not allowing myself that human side of being vulnerable and fragile and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with having a delicate side and a side that's open <laughs> at the beginning of this i had one of my friends come over and they sat on the couch because i guarantee you i have plenty of friends and one of my friends that i had known since 2007 told me in 2020 to be exact she was like of all of this time i have not been to your house and i considered her a good friend you know a really good friend but she literally said i have not been in your house there are plenty of people who had not been in my house um and i mean my space to me was my space that nobody got to come into unless i allowed you access to that space and it was private to me and i was very protective of my space to people and my my personal life to people because in times past being too open with myself meant i was vulnerable to being taken advantage of and i was very very naive to to allow people to take advantage of me but i got to the point where i would guard myself and guard my person and guard my space and nobody was being let in and i mean i had skated with this young lady for two years we had become teammates on the same team and um, she had come over to bring flowers and she extended herself to me because really great friend, you know, 
um, and she come to the house and she'd seen some artwork, some other stuff, things that I just don't express to people because I just wasn't open to being open with people. <laughs> and um, only to a certain point. You can know certain things, what you need to know and those other things you don't need to know unless you get closer, you know, and I wasn't about to let people get closer, you know. And she said to me, literally out of her mouth, she's like, who are you? Who are you? And that also, that statement is where this is born from. Who are you? I really have to take a look at that once again and understand myself. And this period of time gave me a, an opportunity to understand myself again you know you get to points where you understand where you're at but you don't truly understand yourself and this was giving me an opportunity to understand myself again and now I was ready to be open because I was tired of being shut off I mean being in the house seven months well 2020 you were shut in you know then I had 2021 where I couldn't be around other people for fear of being sick or I was actually physically sick so I was shut in not doing things not active for nearly two years you know and it made me really think about the fact that I needed to let go of certain things and open up and be more open because I had something to share with someone and I have things to share with people and I can't be for fear of them not accepting that or not wanting that information or not uh, allowing me a place to put this, these things. And this is a space where I was just like, I'm going to open up the windows, God damn it. And I'm going to let some stuff out because I've been holding on to a whole bunch of stuff for years, thinking that it's stronger if I keep it because nobody gets to take advantage of it but it was only hindering me it was really hindering me you know um uh, there are just so many little bitty things along the way that were leading me to doing this one podcast and um i have to i have to tell it to you so that you understand it but um, I think it was at the it was at the end of chemo and I had a chemo port in my chest where they actually accessed it to so that I wouldn't have to get a new IV every time I sat down for chemo. Um, but they accessed it to give me draw blood or to give me my chemo treatment. And it's an ugly little lump inside your chest. And I had a friend that actually had one from a previous chemo treatment. Love her to death. She named hers. I never named mine, but I mean, afterwards, I was planning on keeping it. I was truly planning on keeping this thing. And um, as a testament to where I had been, you know, and I told the doc after chemo, he was like, you might want to leave it in because you're still going to have a few treatments afterwards, but it's your choice. And I was like, no, I want it gone. At the same, at that period of time, I was still on some, this, I don't want to have anything to do with this cancer. I don't want any, any remnants, any reminders of it. Take this crap out of my chest, blah. So I went into the surgeon to go get it taken out. And all the while I'm sitting here, he's teaching another um, student 
about, um, or another, uh, physician was there watching him take it out, do stitching, things like that. And they're all leaned over me. I'm leaned back on the, um, examination table and he's doing his thing and he's talking her through these sutures and things like that and she's like oh my god that is so beautiful oh my god and they're talking amongst themselves and i'm just sitting here like do y'all see me can y'all put up a mirror i would like to see it what's so beautiful about this thing you know and um they take it he takes it out finally and um he unbeknownst to me had thrown it in the trash you know and um, afterwards, he had stitched it all up. He was like giving me instructions on how to not get it wet, how it's going to heal, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, it's going to heal up perfectly, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting ready to leave. And I was like, hey, can I have my port? And he was like, I threw it in the trash. And I physically paused for a good 10 seconds or more. And I was like, well, go get my shit. You know, because I wanted it. I wanted it. It was mine. I had seven months of dealing with this thing. You were supposed to give it to me. I paid for it. I, I, I paid for it in more than one way. I want my port. And he's like, it's in biohazard. And then at that second, I was like, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea. But I was still livid because I wanted it. I wanted that port because it would represent, you know, I made it through this. I fought this and I won and it was gone. It was in the trash and it was done. And in that moment, I actually realized something about myself. A really hard lesson I had learned about myself. I was used to holding on to things that hurt me. Those things that hurt me drove me. The people who hurt me made me do things so that I could prove that I was worthy. I held on to hurt. I held on to all of those things that I had overcome because people did not value me and they drove me they made me do things and they were wonderful things I'm not going to say that they were good but I didn't want to be driven by the negativity anymore I wanted to let it go why was I mad that he took that from me that one representation of a really hard period in my life why was I so mad about it? It's gone. Let it go. And so out of that one moment in time, I had to realize, let this shit go. There are so many things that I can let go. And actually, if, if I let it go, maybe somebody else can, you know, learn from that or something that I'm not letting go, I can inspire somebody else to let go. And maybe I, I, I'm due for some more growth by letting go. And so that's what opening up the windows means to me. 
and there's plenty of stuff <laughs> oh my god there's plenty of stuff and i'm for fear of letting it go not because i want to hold on to it anymore but hey dude you've been holding on to a lot of stuff you got a lot of stuff there to unpack you know and for that i was ready i was ready to share who i was because people don't know who i was maybe i didn't know who i was maybe i will discover some new stuff um maybe in letting go i learned to deal with things differently deal with people differently not that i had ever dealt with anybody inappropriately or spitefully or in a mean sense or malintentions for anybody that's never been who i am but it did drive how i dealt with people it did drive how i dealt with friends family other and for the most part there are those who i believe i owe it to them to understand my viewpoints and understand where i was at certain points in my life and understand what my thinking process when i was going through certain things alongside of them you know and in that is some healing for me while i'm healing baby while i am still healing you know i'm in a recovery phase post chemo i'm in survivorship post chemo i am when i say cancer took from me i can also actually say cancer gave to me and that's weird to hear in any form because of what we view cancer as but um i'm acting on that i'm gonna act in that space because i know at this point it changed me um and i'm really 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 ready at this point to go forth and actually really survive actually really live actually really live without all of those burdensome things that actually i've kind of held with me that sort of gave me some some orientation but were all only holding me down you know and so that is where this space is born from um we will actually be talking about certain things personal to me um things that i think about in life um the things that i've held to myself because i felt that nobody was going to ever listen to me my crazy ramblings but we'll get into a lot of stuff you know um i wanted this space to be therapeutic i wanted this space to be a space where people could come in learn and listen as well hopefully in the future of this podcast i can bring certain people on that actually help me expand myself as well in different things and so i that that is where this podcast comes from 
And I hope I explained it to you well. I know I just got on here at two o'clock in the morning because I knew for a fact if I waited one more second, I wasn't going to do it again. And I wasn't prepared not to do it again. I was like, no, Michelle, you're not going to hesitate again. It's not one more day. You're going to do it. So get on here. Say what you have to say, regardless of whether it's scripted or not. And this was purely unscripted. I don't know how this is going to turn out. But it's episode one. And I'm going to get it together. And I hope that I gain some listeners. I hope I gain people who are willing to give to this space. And um, that's it for me at 2.50 a.m on march the 1st of 2022 and uh there it is i've just become vulnerable to you guys and honed in my fragility so here we go